Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. There's an important phrase that my woman, my, my wife has shared with me that helps me work through these things that involves the phrase, a woman's work. Okay. Now, the reason I keep that nearby is, is there's still plenty of things for them to work on, even if I do it right. And because I can't control her work, I switch over to greenhouse management as opposed to plant management. Okay. And if I've just realized whatever's going on is out of my control, we can state with integrity that you had no intention of hurting your wife. You were trying to be a presider and a helper. You can review the film in your own head of everything you were doing was good. Of course, things can always be improved upon. And so when she experienced a trigger, all right, now, gentlemen, let's make sure we just revisit for just a second what a trigger is. Uh, and men do experience triggers. A trigger is a high-speed biochemical reaction to an idea that is disruptive to your process and usually carries pain with it. Okay, so it's, a, it's often referred to as a flooding because it, is, it, gets, it messes you up. Okay, your ability to handle information in a good way is messed up. And so if we see her experience a trigger, okay, she has now moved into a psychological condition that is beyond your ability to resolve in that moment. Okay, we cannot get inside someone else's head and maneuver their brain chemistry. The only thing we can do is attend to the greenhouse, attend to the greenhouse, which is not a lot of work other than just don't kick the doors down to the greenhouse, don't tear things apart, don't freak out. As If we can access a sliver of empathy, which is I've never had three-degree burns, so if I was to visit a three-degree burn unit, I would barely be able to comprehend what they're feeling. Okay, but I can't fix it. It's one of the reasons I don't visit three-degree burn units is I can't, I'm useless. I'm completely useless to those people. And I'm so uneducated, I'll probably just cause pain. Mm -hmm. So whatever empathy you are showing in that moment will be insufficient, but we still are required to bring empathy, even though it's not enough empathy. So you've got to make sure, gentlemen, your protocol is accurate, even though it's not working. Okay. There's a doctor, Kyle, in our morning training session. And one of the things I'm sure he has to deal with is you can do everything right in an emergency room and the person still dies. Yeah. Okay. And part of being a doctor is getting used to that. Gentlemen, you can do everything right. And she will still be in a lot of this pain that Seth's talking about. 
But what usually triggers us doing it wrong is when we get overwhelmed, sick and tired of her pain. What's teaching you is so vital that you can at least taste the edge of the fork of each one of these types of pain so that you know she's not faking it. There, there, there is often the case where the, the rest of it is her work. The rest of it's the work she has to do, which can't always be done today. And so if you use the masculine measuring tool of, and then I did this, and then she was back with a, a clear head, and then she felt better, and then she was okay, you got to be really careful. You cannot use a masculine recipe on this. Okay, this gets broken, I do A, B, C, D, and everything's fixed, all right? But you do have to have a recipe because if you just throw the recipe away and you say, screw it, I'm not going to try to do anything, then we're really in trouble. As you listen to Seth describe these, and Seth, I was thinking when I reviewed the outline that I would attend to the second half of it as opposed to the descriptions of the different pains, but I don't need to okay. monopolize that, okay? Yeah, no so, so you've researched these really well, and I love the way you describe them. So... Don't expect to fully comprehend the different types of pain that Seth's describing. Just try to taste it just a little bit, even though you want to puke when you do taste it. Yeah. You can actually tell you're actually tasting it. If you do want to puke, that means you're getting it right. <laughs> just to clarify a word that Seth just described there is when we try to help, they can misinterpret it as trying to manage their emotions. Okay, like trying to control their emotions and to allow hands off to try to be just attend to the greenhouse not the person because we have had some men that are not like you that just wanted to shut up okay what do i got to do to get you to stop being in pain what do i got to do to get you to stop bringing this stuff up so because what they're not saying out loud is because what you're doing is hurting me okay and then they'll i've even had guys do the gaslighting thing of no i'm not trying to help to take for my own sake i'm trying to make it so you're not in pain but their main drive is I'm sick and tired of being in pain because you're in pain. And so that's a very indirect selfishness. Think of it this way. I'm sick and tired of visiting you in the hospital with your three-degree burns, okay? I'm just not going to come back anymore because I'm sick and tired of you crying about your three-degree burns. That's a little drastic, I'm saying it, but that's really what it looks like. And you got to check yourself. Have you become impatient because her stuff's so ridiculous? I'm sure I have, yeah. Maybe not today, but you have in the past. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Gentlemen, I want to tap into your masculine brains to facilitate creating a resource for this type of what Seth's talking about. Most of you have an element of athletic background, and most of you understand the concept of under these circumstances, you do this, and under these circumstances, you do this. There's most of your professions involve if-then statements and flow charts and you get the concept and you support the concept and you prepare for the concept. So if I'm a football player, okay, and if it's second down with nine yards to go, then I have these plays that I might run. If it's fourth down with one yard to go, I might run these plays, I have these options. We have these reoccurring things. Most women, when they're falling apart, do so predictably. Like there's only six to 10 ways a woman falls apart. Most women have predictable elements to it, and most of their behavior will impact us in a predictable way. If one of the patterns in your situation is she does this, which stimulates shame inside of me, 
In football, we create a play, an intelligent, strategic, planned series of actions and ideas that are likely to produce positive results. For instance, if there I am sitting there and she does that one thing that triggers shame in me, well, push the button and initiate shame response protocol. Okay, what is shame response protocol? You're not dumb. Let's create one. Okay, all right, uh, flip it. Just like if I met a young man who came to me full of shame, most of us, if someone came to us and I'm the worst person in the world, throw me in a garbage can. Okay, all right, let's think this way instead. Let's put this thought in mind and let's put this thought in mind and let's move this around inside of your head. And okay, I did something wrong. So let me do a little rough draft on this for myself. If I felt a surge of shame for having done something wrong that hurt another person, okay, I might do some self-talk that says something like, Yes, I acknowledge the fact that I did something wrong. I acknowledge the fact that I've been a developing human being. I'm grateful for the atonement that has the power to redeem myself and possibly heal the other person. I have been proactively, anxiously engaged in becoming a better person to make sure I never hurt another person like that again. I'm sad about it. I wish that you weren't hurt like this. I'm going to regain my humble confidence that I'm handling and doing this better than I've ever done it in my life. And I'm going to hold on to that while you're in pain. I may not say that most of that out loud, but I've walked through a series of 10 thoughts that were pre-planned to restabilize me, to have me in a good, solid state of mind while you're in pain. So that's what we're referring to as a protocol. Now, Sometimes you need someone to help you create one of those because just having a positive mental attitude isn't going to work. I've had to create protocol for my arrogance. Okay. I find myself in situations where I've said something offensive and hurtful to somebody in large groups of women. Okay. My clumsiness, etc., has me making another mistake. Initiate protocol. Ladies, by the looks on your face, I can tell I've said something hurtful or offensive. I want to apologize about it. Give me just a second to think about it. Okay, I see it now. Here's what I said that was a little over the top. I want to retreat and rephrase it. I apologize for triggering anyone. Please let me know. I even went so far in one meeting to say, if you're triggered still within 12 hours of this meeting, I will give you a free session and you don't have to pay for it so that I can try to repair it. That's my protocol. It's already pre-established, already have it. So guys, be men and write the play before. If the situation's predictable, create the protocol that has an intelligent and positive outcome response. You don't have to just sit there and fall on the floor and have it not go right. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.